Welcome back, everyone, it's to another episode <laughs> of Becoming a Doctor. It's a Sunday afternoon, energy's low, but we're coming to you for the fans. Yeah, the, fa- <laughs> the fans demand it. Uh, What's this podcast about? This is a podcast uh, where two third-year medical students mm-hmm. talk about the one and only thing that we ever talk about. What is it? The only thing that we're really capable of talking about one at this thing. point, and that is medical school. I cannot carry on a conversation about other topics. It's tricky. It's hard out here. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. But we're really good at talking about medical school, so let's do it for this podcast for an hour. Absolutely. All right. I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. And I'm the co-host, Kevin Gale. And you can check out this podcast on oh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, becomingadoctorpod.com, and on Twitter at becomingadocpod. Once again, that's at becomingadocpod, becoming all one word. Yep. No punctuation, none of that nonsense. Mm-mm. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. K I S S. What does that mean? Keep it simple, stupid. It's a <laughs> okay. classic saying. Is that a millennial thing? No, I think that's like. A boomer saying. When you said kiss, I think of the rock band. Well, that's definitely a boomer rock, thing. Rock and roll all night and party every day. Kevin showing his age. <laughs> okay. Is that the intro? That's it. You know what's next? Theme song. Hit it. Say, kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Santana looking out the window, listening to his own theme song. <laughs> this slaps. <laughs> really admiring his own work. Wow. Really get, makes you contemplative. It does. It hits home. <laughs> So every time, so strong. What's the meaning of life after that song? You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Very pensive. Okay. <laughs> okay, first uh, segment. What do you got? First segment today is another installment of everybody's favorite segment. Uh, what I love about med school. Wow, wow, is very nice. So this is where we talk about something that we that we like about med school, that we enjoy. You know, we have a tendency to be negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just, you know, trying to bring some positive energy. And and you're the producer, right? You organize the show. Yes, sir. Always have, always will, really. Well, yeah. But I specifically asked for this segment. I said, Santana, I need a What I Love About Med School segment after the end of a wacky work week. Yep. And you said, let's do it. Of course. You want me to start or do you got one locked and loaded? Uh, give me, let me, let me think on it a bit. Okay. Okay. So I'll start. What I Love About Med School. This is what I was thinking about this week. It is um it is cool to work with generally like book smart people, right? That's book smart. And the physicians that we're working with, right? Not only are they probably like, you know, an IQ smart, but they worked super hard mm-hmm. in residency, so now they have all the experience and you can really admire the fund of knowledge, like the amount of knowledge they have in medicine. Um, and I was thinking about this. Any what? What are your thoughts? You got a, got a thought coming in, or no? I was going to compare this. No thoughts to my dueling piano years. Okay, <laughs> where not necessarily your coworkers are IQ smart or book smart. Uh, but musically smart. Very, yeah. Very, well, not necessarily musically smart oh. either. Uh. How at the Moon, the dueling piano part or company that I used to work for, had a tendency to hire a hot female uh, with a great voice and place at least one of those at each location. Okay. That kind of gets the business thriving, right? <laughs> okay. Because um, you need to have a great voice to rock out some of those Ariana Grande or Beyonce. Yeah, right? all the pop, the yeah. smash hits. And and they would specifically make them attractive because I think that gets the butts in the seats, right? At sure. a bar when it's like a live entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes these hot female singers could barely play piano when they started and were not smart. 
Okay. Now, I'm not just saying the females were smart. There are a ton of dudes that were not smart in doing piano as well. Right. Well, they hired you. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> zing. But then on the flip side, the physicians we work with are generally smart people, right? Yeah. It might be a little racist. They might be a little sexist sometimes. But you can't argue a little culturally that, insensitive. Cultural, yep. But you can't argue that they are at least have like a sufficient IQ to get through med school. And you know, Matt, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. You don't need you, you don't need to be like a rocket scientist to get through med school, right? It's about luck. It's about hard work. Um, but you know, the physicians we work with are smart people, and I like that. It's it's a cool thing about your job if you are surrounded by other people who um, have a really g- fund of knowledge. Anyway, yeah. I was thinking about that this week. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is great. Yeah, that these people that are that are there to teach us are themselves very knowledgeable. Yeah. Yep. Why are you laughing? Right I don't now? know. It is a nice thing, but like when you say it out like that, it just seems so obvious. Like, duh, of course these people are going to be smart. But it is great. Yeah, but then you compare that to like other jobs, right? Let's like sure. Let's say you're working at Walmart, right? They right. are known for hi- hiring low income. Oh, no, known for hiring. <laughs> what are they known for hiring? <laughs> I know they hire retirees here's, here's at the better, door to greet people. They're known for paying their employees poorly. Yes, which probably um, uh, makes you know by default low iq people okay uh how am i doing here with this this i don't know uh but no i agree i do (laughs) kevin's had a long week this is problematic i'm just saying i'm happy to work with smart people i know (laughs) forget the walmart thing forget the walmart thing. forget the dueling piano forget it all that's not important we'll edit it out we'll edit it out moral of the story is you're right. You're right. It is. It is really nice to have somebody in your corner who is really knowledgeable. Yep. You can come to them with whatever question, whether it be complicated or kind of silly to you. They're like, "Oh yeah, here, let me break it down to you, explain this to you." Yep. Um. Yeah. Thanks for summarizing. And that's going to be you someday. No, no. Yeah, for sure. One day I'll have that fund of knowledge. Yeah. And I'll be able to have educated conversations about medicine with my other peers. Yeah. Like you someday. 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 So there you go. That's what I love about med school. That's what I was thinking about this week. I like it. Um, one thing that I love about med school that I didn't really anticipate was how uh, how like willing patients are to like talk to a medical student, have a medical student like examine them. Mm. Like uh, I had this guy the other day who uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm a medical student. Can I help out with this procedure?" And he's like, "Sure." You have no idea how many like interns and med students like I've helped teach by like coming to the emergency room so many times. And he was like asking me all, all these questions about myself, yada yada yada, and he was just so willing to be a part of my education. And of course, like primary thing we're trying to do here is good patient care. Mm-hmm. He got that, um, but I guess prior to getting into clinical rotations i was always a little wary of like oh what if a patient doesn't want to talk to a medical student are they like are like oh you're not a real doctor yada 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 and i have yet to have that experience has not happened to me knock on wood i mean it probably happened tomorrow now that i brought it up (laughs) but everybody all every patient that i've interacted with has been so um so open and you know hasn't treated me any differently because i'm a medical student maybe talk to me a little bit more because i have more time on my hands um but there's been Everybody has been so kind and courteous. Yeah. I, I, that's not surprising to me, but it is a cool thing yeah. that the patients are willing to help teach a medical student. Yeah. Um, what pops into my mind is that in my OBGYN uh, rotation, uh. half the patients didn't want to see me, but that's because they uh, uh having, you know, genital urinary examinations and they don't feel comfortable with a male med student. That's not because they're like, no, no, med students, they suck. Yeah. It's because I'm a, me- a dude, right? Right. That, that makes sense. And I haven't done that rotation yet, so that's no. coming up for me. <laughs> but I, I, aside from that, I haven't had that experience either where, yeah. where a patient's like, no, med students, they suck. Get them out of here. Or like, you know, get out of here, med student. See ya. Um, But I don't you think in general that people are just like deep down good people? I don't know what I think about that. 
I, I do. And I think that goes back to like people understand, right? Like people understand that med students need to be taught. And yeah, people, I, th- you know, my, one of my core beliefs is that people are generally good people. Okay. And they can generally be trusted. Okay. Um, and they generally are kind. And so, boom, big three. That, if you think that baseline for everybody, then it makes sense to me. Like, yeah. I, I was never worried about it. I'm glad it's going well for you. So far, so far, so good. Um, yeah, that is something that I love. That's what something you love about med school. A great success. Uh, that, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that segment was. A great success. There we go. That segment was. Oh, boy. Okay. So we got our guest coming up soon. But before we get to the guest, yes. we got a sh- special shout out. Shout out Chuck Levins, run by Adam. Adam. Yeah. Chuck Levin was the grandfather, the patriarch, who the founder. started Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center yep. in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, the grandson is one of the owners. The grandson. Um, we love him. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. He Pod wouldn't exist without him. Yeah, this sound quality would not exist without him. So thank you, Adam Levin. Shout out. Check him out online or in person in Washington, yep. D.C. Yep. Go to the store if you're there. Yeah, wear a mask. Yeah, well, for sure. Always. Come yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get our guest on the line. Oh, it's guest time already? Yeah, 6 p.m. Dang. Okay. Give us some. Uh, give us a little introduction. Uh, our guest this week is a dear friend of ours. Uh she hails from Rochester, Minnesota, also known as the Vegas of the Midwest. Yep. As we learned previously. Uh, her name is Amrit Vazdev, sibling of a previous guest, friend of the pod, Ranveer Vazdev. Yep. The Vazdev name sounds familiar. It's because... It's the same name. <laughs> <laughs> they are brother and sister. They are siblings. They are related. Um. So yeah, both the Vazdev kids are in our med school class yeah uh, we know them well they're they're a great they're a great bunch um umrit was one year older than Runbeer, and and yes. but they're still in the both of the same medical class mm-hmm. graduating 2022 technically Runbeer took a gap year to get a master's yeah so i guess he's fallen behind he's now. fallen behind but they entered med school <laughs> together um yeah so let's get umrit on the line what do you think call her up let's call her up um umrit vazdev Yep. I am looking through my phone to find her name. Pretty sure. Here we go. There we go. It's probably in the A's. (laughs) Depends if you organize your phone by first name or last name. That's a good point. Okay. We're FaceTime audioing. Boop, 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 boop. For the higher audio quality. Yeah, for sure. Do you think she'll answer? Hi, Kevin. Umrit? No, it's Amrit's mummy. <gasps> Billy, she left the phone upstairs, and she's downstairs with Ranveer. Can you phone Ranveer on his phone? Yeah, absolutely. As long, wait, bef- as long as we got you on the pod, we're recording, uh, uh, Billy Auntie. Oh, you are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Say hi to the fans. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was doing it, but um, yeah, we'll call uh, her up. She must have forgotten. Should I? I'll just take the phone down then. Hold oh, on, sure. Take yeah. Uh, this is Amrit's mom on the line, and uh, Billy Auntie. The way I describe you is the most loving mom I know. You give so much love to your three kids. Oh, Kevin, you're so sweet. It's so true. <laughs> it though. is true. No, that's how mummies are. That's how you how they should be. You should you should love your kids. You should love all the kids. Oh my gosh. Hi, <laughs> What a, so, what a motto yeah. to live by! You should love all the kids. You really should. You should love all the kids. Yeah. But you work full. You work full time as a dentist, and on 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 top of that, you also carve out so much time for family. It's just, it's just I don't know. It's really kind and sweet. Warms our heart. Ah, uh, thank you, Kevin. How are you doing? Okay. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> Billy Auntie. Uh, yeah, we're doing good. Santana, I, doing- I, we're doing okay. We're doing well. <laughs> Still potting. Okay, no. get your daughter on the phone. <laughs> Where's Amrit to run there? Uh-oh. In her room? I'm, uh, okay. I thought she was downstairs with you. It's Kevin. No, no. Huh? Hi, okay. hi Ranveer. This, this podcast is, this could not have gone I'm better. I'm so sorry. I'm so glad you answered. <laughs> uh, 
no, hold on. I'm now going up the stairs. Okay. I know. I'm ready for you to visit us one more time, Kevin. Oh, anytime. Anytime you want. Actually, while we're on the phone, why don't you answer the question why we call you uh, Billy Auntie and Gary Uncle? Why do we add the auntie and uncle on the end of the name? Uh, Because with Indian people, you shouldn't call them anyone who's older than you. You shouldn't call them by their first name. You have to add something at the end. And um, um, adults who are older than you, uh, a little bit older, they're considered sister or a brother. I'm with this, Kevin. And But if it's your parents' age, then you add auntie and uncle. Oh, my gosh. Huh. So kind of like a sign of respect. A sign of respect. Yep, that's sure. exactly what it is. That's okay. So can so, we call yeah. Runveer... What do we what do we call Runveer? Brother? No, Runveer should call you. you older brother. He should call you older yeah, brother. Yeah, he should. He for sure should. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're older than him. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he should probably call me Kevin Uncle. <laughs> no, no, you're too young for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing the podcast. Amrit is right here, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> She's making eyes at me. No, 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 so usually, like the Indian word for older brother is you do it, oh, is Baji. Yeah. My phone, my phone is ringing. Can you grab my phone? Is Baji. So Renve should call you Kevin Baji. Oh, that sounds so, so nice. What would he call Santana yeah. then? Who's who's closer to his yeah. age? Just uh, the same. You oh. can call each other the first name. Oh, yeah, the best. Yeah. So it's just yeah. Nobody does it these days, but that's how you're meant to do it. Okay. Mm. Well, I definitely appreciate calling you Billy Auntie because. I do have a lot of respect for you. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and also, we want to be invited back to your house. So. <laughs> yes, anytime. Yeah, no, the house is going to look beautiful this summer because we have a new hot tub coming Ooh. and I've got um, huge garden beds going in. Ooh. We're going to have like peaches, plums. Mm. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a, a good farm this year be very pretty there's gonna be lavender fields everywhere what so that's what we've been doing is planning that over winter wow do you live in the the, the land of oz where yeah. you, you got, it sounds so beautiful no. there yeah no the farm is nice though it's very pretty yeah. you know kevin what it's like it really you is. came and you saw it with snow but last the, was it the year before you came and it was was it summer you came i'm trying to remember no we came in the winter previously you've as well. always been in the winter okay yeah yeah the summers, it's just beautiful. I mean, I thought the winter was beautiful, but Santana yeah. said it looked terrible. So. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing over there? <laughs> Can't wait till summertime. <laughs> oh, it, it is. It's really, yeah, I, I, I love the farm. I love being out here. And it's really strange for me because I was brought up in England, in London. And I've never, when we first moved here, I couldn't sleep. Because it was so quiet, and I was used to like the railway lines going. Oh, okay. Do you need the phone number? You good? Okay. So, um, so I used to play. My mom taped. We used to live near the uh, train station, so she taped the sound of the train station, so that I could go to sleep. At night. No way! What? For real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cute. They're <laughs> so used to noise. I mean, and here it's it is. It's so peaceful. It's so quiet. It, yeah, it really is. <gasps> so, do you sleep sleep with white noise anymore, or do you just? No, no. Now I like it quiet. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now I like it quiet. So, yep. You but... you've been around the world, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm because well, I was born in Africa and then raised in England. Sorry, this is it's Moki. The dog. Hi, we can Moki. hear we can hear Moki loud and clear. I don't know what she wants. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's been good. It's been a good journey, but you know, this is home now. This is oh, where So nice. Yeah, that's why Umert wants to move back. She loves it. Because Rochester's home. Rochester's home. Yeah. She says there's no better place than, you know, Rochester. But we'll see. We'll see wherever she ends up. Wherever she's happy. We'll love her no matter what. <laughs> okay, get on right on the line. Thanks for talking okay. with us. You are welcome. Let me just grab her for you. Now, I'm like walking up and down the stairs. Now she's in the basement. You're getting a workout. 
I will. Where are you, Amrit? What a bonus. Amrit. Yeah, bonus. Um, bonus guest. This is my exercise for the day. Amrit, Kevin's on the podcast. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Hello. Hello. There she is. Hey. Sorry, guys. No, that was great. Commandeered the that, podcast. That could not have worked out better, to be honest. Yeah. Good introduction. Absolutely. Yeah, we got the whole. She painted a great picture. Yes. <laughs> but can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Amrit, for all of our uh-huh. many listeners? Yeah, give us the intro. The intro. Okay. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, so I can tell you, I did my mom tell a bit about like our background. Uh, barely. Get, barely get into all. that a little bit. Okay. So my parents were born in Kenya um, and they're like fourth generation born there because of colonialism. Mm. And, you know, growing up, it, it was, it was, and then they moved to England and then they came here. And, you know, growing up, I feel like so much of our Kenyan culture was incorporated in, so I'm like out of breath. I just like ran up the stairs <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. into, into our like day to day. And, you know, I think being here and it, it, I, I think it was challenging because growing up, I've never really found, felt that I belonged in one place or in one group. Hmm. So because so much of our like looking at us, we are, we look, we look Indian. Like we don't look like you would think someone who's Kenyan looks, but like, the languages, like a lot of our words we use at home are muddled with Swahili and our Punjabi, our Indian language and English and and stuff. So it, it was very, very challenging, I think, growing up, kind of fitting a, a box and being with a group of people who you you identify with, because I've, I've never found that in my in my entire life. Huh. Um, I mean, and you lived in England. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we spent. We didn't live like we didn't. Your parents live there, lived in England. Right? <laughs> parents grew up. Yeah, parents like they they grew up, they lived there their whole lives. But that's and, another like culture, basically. Yeah. Like you have, you know, you're talking about three or four cultures into one. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. very specific like cultural uh, identity that is definitely. I can't. I mean, I don't know how many yeah. other people fit into that it's, same group, especially it, in a small town. For sure, yeah, and it's really rare. And you know, like growing up, I, I often felt like we we were we were always just a little bit like we're a little bit different. Like we were too like English or too Kenyan to be fully like s- seen as Indian, and we were huh. too we didn't look Kenyan or you know like it, it, it was just it was just kind of challenging just finding like a group of people who were like me, which which is okay, but. Um, I, I feel like that's something I'm always kind of searching for. Hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, for sure, yeah, definitely. And and part of that is your parents' uh, background and where they've lived. It's just yeah. become a part of you. Yeah. How how, yeah. how does that how has that changed in med school? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? Or is it still kind of the journey? I think it's still kind of a journey, and and I think that you know I, I'm so grateful to have good friends like you and like you know, my other friends, because I feel like this is the first one in my life that I found friends who, like, you guys truly kind of ex- accept me for for everything and, you know, everything that we are and how different we are and everything. And um, that that's something that I'm just, I'm so grateful for. And I finally kind of found that in, in med school. It's so true. Amr, I wouldn't change a thing about you. You're the, you're the best. <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that's so. That's so kind. Yeah, but, and it's so true. Like, like you guys, like when you come over to our house, you just kind of like blend in. You know what I mean? Like, there's no like we don't see you. Like my my mom was saying, we don't see you guys any any different as like her children. You, you know what I mean? Because you just you just fit you just fit in so so easily. Oh. Well, you guys make it easy. Yeah, the Vaz devs make it easy for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not hard to yeah. feel at home. There. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's different because, like, I think of you primarily as like my med school peer, right? I don't think of you mm-hmm. um, as your parents having lived in Kenya or 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 England, right? Like that that 
didn't mm-hmm. factor in when I was first getting to need, know you and Renvira. Yeah, I just course. think of yeah. you as like my my peers, my friends. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. No, and that's that's what I want. I think. <laughs> so. I'm yeah. right. We thought mm-hmm. you were going to come on here and you know give us all the juicy gossip about med school, all that, <laughs> and you're you're giving us some serious topics. Yeah. Yeah, I'm much more than meets the eye. Honestly, no, I I have no gossip. I have nothing to tell. I I I literally I'm in such a bubble. I talk to like three people. <laughs> I come home and I play with my dogs on the farm. And that's, that's literally my life. I have no nothing, nothing egregious to tell you. <laughs> I mean, that's the life. What more do you need? What more do you need? Yeah, I, dogs. I text you. I was like, "You want to come over for dinner?" And you're like, "Oh no, we're going to be home for five weeks in yeah, Rochester." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. Yep. That's a hundred percent right. And I think that's something that I kind of like valued as I got older. Like. I feel like maybe this was just being like an angsty 18-year-old, but I was like, college, can't wait, you know, mm-hmm. going to be independent, went to a college one hour away, and I came <laughs> home every week. But I think that, like, <laughs> I think that I just needed to, like, I don't know. You just you just realize as you get older what's important to you, yeah. and, like, being home and being with the fam is important to me. For sure. What about your trips to Vegas with the gang? Are those important anymore? Or have you outgrown those too? I mean, I mean, it's fun. And I'll be honest, like, like Vegas, we, it was just after midterms and we spent the first day sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there was, there was no like extreme debauchery. We slept, I think all we, we, cause we had to get, I remember we had to leave like four in the morning and then. We got there at like eight and we had breakfast and then we all, me and uh, me, Danielle and Anna, we got into, we, we got into bed and we slept until six o'clock or three o'clock that day. We went to in and out and went to bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's actually perfect for Vegas though. Cause everything starts getting going about 6 PM, 7 PM. Yeah. yeah but you but said like, they went back to bed. Back to bed at oh, six o'clock. After like, that. Whoopsies. Yeah. Six or seven. And then. Yeah, perfect. then it was Sunday, and then we were coming home on Monday. So, like, <laughs> we barely went enough a, time to party. I don't know. It like it like it was fun, but like we were just trying to chill a little bit. <laughs> That's what they say: go to Vegas just to sleep and chill. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. What no one says ever. But it, was, <laughs> it was fun. It was just like exciting to like go away with your friends and like I don't know, like oh yeah, post midterms, sure. like just let loose. Did you win any money? I lost seven dollars. Oh, I mean, I was. I I only gambled ten dollars. Oh boy! Next time you go to Vegas, tell me about it so I can give you a hundred dollar bill, like I did for (laughs) Santana and Franny, so they can gamble some money away. No, I just didn't know how to work the slot machine. I think that was the first problem. Yeah, they're (laughs) notoriously tricky. What was I saying about every med school student being smart? (laughs) Yeah, no, I was like, uh, like I just didn't know, like. Because I thought you just to put a dollar in and you would get like a whatever a token. I don't know. I thought it would spin, but there oh, was sure. like a coin system, and then Oof. I don't know. I was getting told off. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I just walked away. <laughs> Classic Vegas. Cut your losses. Yeah. Okay. Seven bucks. Amrit, we always ask our 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 guests what's going on in med school oh, right yeah. now. Where are you in the journey? What rotation are you taking? That kind of thing. So I'm done with all like the core requirements nice and i just finished um anesthesia rotation and then i i have two weeks of online sports med four weeks of online pmnr and then what does that stand for pmnr physical medicine and rehabilitation Mm -hmm. dang um a month of online that yeah is that like seeing people over zoom yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure. I like I read through the syllabus and I talked to the like the course director and they said that it was comparable to like a like a in person experience. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking there's probably like a virtual Zoom like rounding and sure. or something. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'll like let you know. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Is that something that you're interested in? Wait a sec, wait a sec. Yeah. We know she's not interested in that. You're gonna do anesthesiology, right? I mean, yeah, it's between anesthesia and PM and R right now. Oh. And also like a little bit yeah, Kevin. Like, 
Jeez. How was I want to know? She's how, more than meets the eye. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to know about anesthesiology. How yeah, that yeah. went. I'm so curious. I absolutely loved it. Oh, that is so nice to hear. It was like it was like I don't know like the I I got along with all the the, the people really well. Like I I found that like I could really work. Like I would love I would like be so happy to work with with these people. And I found that with like a lot of other rotations, but um, like just like the the jokes and like how we we talk and how we think, I think that was the most important thing. How anesthesiologists think is very similar to the way that I think. Like I like um, I like a lot of order. I like doing repetitive activity. Like I like setting up. Like a, for example, like you have to set up the room with all the stuff. I like setting that up and doing it the same way every single time hmm. and like checking the machines and like the steps of intubation and stuff like that, that makes a lot of sense to me instead of a lot of um, like variability in, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I mean, yeah, I guess for sure. when things like go south, you have to kind of figure it out. Um, yeah. And the residents were, and you know, I, um, I, I realized how much I need to like, uh, how do I say this? Like it, it really like um, re revigor re what's the right word? Reinvigorated. Re- reinvigorated my like thirst to learn. If if that makes sense, For like sure. I, yeah. I realized that there was so much I don't know, and I feel like anesthesia was kind of like learning another language because I, I think that it's a, it's a topic that we don't really learn about in like preclinical. We have like one like local anesthetic, but we we don't learn really about like the machines. And, yeah, not at all. It's so intimidating yeah. to me. Hmm. But, yeah, but and, because you liked it, now you want to start learning yes, that, like get a get yes. that fun of knowledge growing. For sure, and and this was the first time that I I really truly like I was like like so excited to like study after work, you know, because it was I don't know. So it, it was it felt good just to to have that again. And and Amrit, I remember talking to you, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know October November, and, and you're like Kevin, you know what you want to go into? I was like, no, nothing's really like you know, stood out for me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And you said, yeah, me neither. I'm kind of waiting for that. It sounds like anesthesiology kind of stood out. It, it really did. And, it, and you know, I, I can't really explain the feeling. It just felt right. Oh. Like, it just, yeah, it just felt good to be there. And It's like when I, I, when I first met Santana, it just felt right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I first met Franny, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's great to hear. I'm so yeah. happy for Wait, you. Are you actually going to do PM, PM and I'm, R? I'm considering it. Like, I, I will never, like, rule something else out unless I try it. Okay. Like, I like that. I'm like a do something once type of person and then make a decision. I say try so. everything once in life. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, so, yeah, I, I still, I'm still interested in it. And I, because the one thing that I... I, I thought about with anesthesia, but I think that there are ways kind of that I can I can have this is like I like the the long term kind of patient care, mm-hmm. and you're you're not going to get that with like bre- like just bread and butter anesthesia. But if you did something right. like chronic chronic pain, for example, you can still kind of be in it like attending of sorts is what they told me. So that is one thing that I think PM and R would have up on. Sure, anesthesia. but I. Yeah, no, but I, yeah, I think probably anesthesia. <laughs> That's very exciting. It's the best. That's the best kind of news. Yeah. Start working on that fund of knowledge. Fund of yeah, knowledge. literally so much. Like, <laughs> so much no. to learn. So much to learn. It's and- it's funny you uh, mentioned like re- being reinvigorated about learning. I'm studying yeah. for step two right now. Ooh. But, but I actually like learning a lot of the step two stuff right you know a lot of it is like the details which which is Mm -hmm. lame but like i just watched a lecture on you know septic shock and SERS criteria i'm like this is interesting and then Mm -hmm. i go to the emergency room and i see it that night and it's like wow this is like it's it you know kind of reinvigorated me to learn too like the the work i'm putting in it will be relevant yeah definitely oh look at you too yeah so invigorating. Things I love about med school. So full of life. Yeah. <laughs> but Kevin, have you decided any clear hmm. picture about? Listen, this podcast isn't about my decisions. They're about uh-huh. Amrit Vazdev right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, I haven't decided. Same as I was, what, two weeks ago? 
either I am or psych. I'm going to do sub eyes in both. Yep. That kind of thing. Figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, spicy should we get move on to the spicy topics yeah oh my <laughs> so you know the deal right as a longtime listener no, of the show what can i be honest i have never i haven't listened to a full podcast Bro. What? not even the one that your brother oh was on <laughs> sheepers i mean uh, you know you're one of the rare peers that hasn't listened to a full podcast yeah, probably the only one <laughs> i feel bad for you one of the few med students across the nation that hasn't tuned in oh my gosh weekly as soon as the episode drops well so at the end of uh at the end of each of our guest segments we always ask our guests to give us uh a hot take, preferably their hottest take at yes. the moment. Controversial. Oh, it can be related to medicine, med school, or completely unrelated and irrelevant, which is usually better. Yep. But it's got to be spicy. It's got to be spicy. It's got to get the adrenaline pumping. Yeah. That, either Kevin or I should be just so angry. Furious. <laughs> just kidding. I feel that I'm going to, oh gosh, I'm going to give you a really, really like. I don't know. This is kind of like a not the best answer, but I personally Hmm. think that store like drugstore mascara is as good as high um, as um, like non like high end mascara. Is that a terrible one? No, like like Kylie Jenner (laughs) is garbage. Is that what we're talking about? No, we're talking about like like mascara. Like oh, does she not make mascara? You can buy mascara from the drugstore, and you can buy mascara from like Kylie Jenner's website, Dior, or sure, sure. that and i think that there's no difference between drugstore and like high-end mascara in my experience well, and in my opinion this is probably a really hot take yeah i'm furious <laughs> right now i'm right <laughs> i feel I, like this is probably like one of the worst ones no 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 so from a, from a guy who's never used mascara is this are you saying this for all high-end makeup like lipstick blush no, I think, oh gosh no i i think that there's a big big difference between for certain things like in each makeup thing, but I think eyeliner and mascara specifically, you can get drugstore and high end. And I don't think that there's a significant difference. Wow. (laughs) Is this, um, are you sharing this with your peers that also use mascara? Do they know this hot take of yours? I I don't know. I have, I haven't like, I've always thought it. I just, I've never said it before. This is the first time (laughs) airing on the podcast. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) Wow. This hot, or this, this take is so is burning down the house. <laughs> okay, so if you do your makeup uh, before you hit the Vegas clubs or wherever you're going, you know. How long does it take? W- no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Sure. How long yeah. Does how long it does it take? You know. Okay. I I know from my, I for me I know I look like two different people when I do a full full face versus all natural, but it doesn't take me that long. I can probably do like a full like from primer to fake lashes in probably mm, 20 minutes if i'm really going fast but maximum 25 30 minutes wow you're almost you're like sonic the hedgehog over there (laughs) it it doesn't take that long it shouldn't take well it doesn't for me what i was going to say is what which piece uh of equipment piece of makeup is the most expensive like i have to get that maybelline yeah the top top shelf whatever it is uh, oh, like which, what, what I think is the most, oh, yeah, what's the most important. So like, I, I, um, I value, like for me, I think the thing that I try to like accentuate most when I do makeup is probably my eyes. Hmm. So I, I think I spend more money on eyeshadow, but they last longer. Mm-hmm. So like, I think like having a, for me in my experience, I'm not speaking for every brand or whatever i i like using um like non-drugstore eyeshadow palettes because i think that like the color payoff is better and the like there's different types of eyeshadow like you can have ones that are more cream based more like um like i guess like chalky i guess would be the Uh. right word and so i like to pick out eyeshadows that are more cream based and have very high color payoff so (laughs) got it so um, we want those are generally higher end eyeshadow palettes Cream, high color payoff, yeah. eyeshadow, eyeshadow. Just get the best yeah. one, guys. But, but Listeners, come on. What are you doing? Eyeliner. Out? Get it from Walmart, right? Yeah, CVS. Yeah, Walmart, yeah. my I favorite mean, is Dollar Tree. Like, this next one, yeah. What yeah. is it called? What is the top? What is your? I don't know. Next, it's like it, it's it's NYC. NYC. It's like this, 
yeah, not NYX. Um, NYC, it's just like mm-hmm. liquid that's like a paintbrush. But yeah. All right, <laughs> listeners, you heard her. Bestie put it on me. Hot Sorry? take alert. Yeah, this is. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Careful. We'll have to put a trigger warning before you take because it's just so dangerous. Yeah, I'm sorry for going off about my. No, it's perfect. This is great. Whatever pops in your head about something spicy, controversial. Yeah. I'll start telling my my friends don't waste your money on that high end. This is just my opinion. I don't know if there's any any validity in this. Mm, I trust you uh, inherently on the makeup takes, no doubt about it. I appreciate it. Well, what a great guest. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thanks for being honest with us at the beginning. And I guess about the makeup stuff too, but like, you yeah. know, opening up a little bit, you the know. The whole way through you were honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm a pretty much open book. There's nothing No secrets. Yeah, nothing I'm not down to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, and and we got two for one Vaz devs. So yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry that I I didn't I just didn't have my phone with me. No, that yeah. was that could not have worked out better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every oh, time I call you, you can have Billy <laughs> <my laughs> Auntie <laughs> answer. <laughs> and the special guest appearances from Loki and Coco. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, she was getting angry because Mummy was picking up her toy, and it was just like it was too much. <laughs> classic classic, classic dogs <laughs> dogs the girls <laughs> uh well Amrit, i love you so much you're the best <laughs> oh thank you um we'll catch you later okay thank you for having me thank you so much for coming on okay oh, bye bye the best the vaz devs <laughs> that was not three for one really with Moki in there. With Moki, we I could that worked bark, out bark. so well. That was the best it could have been. The best. Um, and uh, Elmer's never talked to me about that subject before about not finding like her people or her group. Yeah. Um, one of my uh friends from Wash U, mm-hmm. his wife is kind of doing research on that. Oh, um, interesting. What is like? What's the I don't know what the proper term is, but somebody mm-hmm. who has like multiple multiple cultural backgrounds, and that might be harder to find uh, like close friends. That's like sure. kind of like the, that's my terrible way to describe the research. It's probably inaccurate, but like it's something like that, and that's kind of what Umbert was saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before, but I can definitely relate. Yeah, you've told me a little bit. Uh, definitely relate being uh being of mixed race background, you know. Mexican my dad is Mexican American my mother is white and so pretty much never never if I'm in a group you know unfortunately the United States is pretty racially segregated um and I guess this is most apparent in high school where you know uh at least the high school that I went to predominantly you know white kids would hang out together black kids would hang out together Asian kids yada 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 so whenever I was hanging out with all of my Mexican friends, I would always be the white kid, right? Mm-hmm. Hang out with all my with my white friends. I'm always the Mexican kid. Yep. So it was always similar to kind of what Amr was saying. There's never a group where I would feel like I, my identity, like I fully identified with. And um, I think like Amr, that's not really something that I really think about too much anymore, or that really bothers me. Um, but there, I mean, there are certain times when it's like really, really apparent, right? Um, so yeah, I definitely. So I'm def. I'm very appreciative that you brought that up. For sure, for sure. And um, I'm I'm glad you and Umber don't think about it as much in in med school. Our med school is segregated too, right? Like yeah. If you look in a, any random uh lab path, pathology laboratory, you might see persons of color like at one table, right? And then like a personal white like six white kids at a different table, right? And maybe it's just because you're you know gravitate towards similar backgrounds yeah i'm sure that's a big part of it but med school is no exception to this right absolutely um but yeah that was that was an interesting topic for sure it is interesting the uh, makeup topic i mean maybe it's i mean (laughs) we don't know we don't know hit us up in the dms (laughs) let us know if that was a spicy take or not it sounded spicy i guess i don't know though (laughs) i had no idea i really don't but next time I buy, yeah, for I sure. 
eyeliner. You already forgot the hot take. It was eyeliner. Eye- next time I eyeshadow, buy eyeshadow, high end. Yeah, eyeliner, yeah, yeah. low end. My next eyeliner purchase is going to be from the bargain bin. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, that was that was the best. Yeah, oh, the fast devs. I love Thank them. You, Umbra. You know what time it is Umbra, now? You're the best. After our guest. Uh, what? Are you thirsty? I'm. Yeah, I'm a little. Well, you. Yes. Crack open a bubbly, sir. We got sir. one bubbly here to share between the two of us. Crack it open. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> wow. Every time we hear that high-quality sound, I get excited. I love this audio quality. I also love bubbly. Oh, so good. I was chugging bubbly during that interview, you know? Why not get my get myself amped up for Umrit Vazdev? Yeah, hydrate bubbly and Billy Auntie. Shout out bubbly. Uh, yep. We are still looking for a sponsor. Yeah, or... it, it's we're in the works, right? We're we're processing getting that sponsorship going. We're close. We uh, <laughs> it's in the works in a sense. And I come on here every week and beg them. <laughs> Very close. If I'd you're say. out there and listening, and you have some, you have work at bubbly. Yeah. Any connect your aunt, your your third cousin works at Bubbly. Please, please <laughs> let them know that we love their product. <laughs> would like a sponsorship. Let's have the internet sleuths. We have so many listeners. Internet sleuths, find some you know, find some contact. Yeah, for us. just. I mean, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> on the computer, there you go. Was a computer sound. No, like, everybody work on that. Everybody got it. <laughs> okay, what's next? What's the next segment? Next segment is I wanted to talk about, uh, I want to revisit a previous topic from this podcast. The We used to call it imposter syndrome. We don't call it anymore. No, no. No, sir. I want to talk about inexperience. Hmm. I was going to make a sad sound, but inexperience is not sad. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Okay, tell me about it. Uh, so we're both in our emergency medicine rotations yep. currently, yep. correct? Oh, and for first-time listeners... Uh, my therapist said, "Stop calling it imposter syndrome. Just call it inexperience because that's what it is. It's less negative connotation." Yes. So that's what we're calling it. Yeah, we used to talk about how much <laughs> imposter syndrome we had, and it gets, was negative. It gets you down. It does get you down. Okay, tell me about the experience this week. Uh, What's on your mind? Well, basically, it's just like I so. Uh, all my last couple of rotations, I felt like I was kind of getting the hang of it after a couple of days. We always talked about feeling really inexperienced in like the first few days, but yeah. then you kind of get into a groove. Mm-hmm. And um, in the emergency room, at least so far, that I feel like I haven't had that it hasn't happened yet. And I think it's just the nature of the emergency department, like the um, the you're seeing. You never know what you're going to see that day. Each day is different patient comes in and you read like one sentence about them before you go and you meet them um and so just having that lack of structure and seeing so many different things and potentially seeing so many more patients than you would on let's say an inpatient Mm -hmm. rotation just like really highlights to me every with every patient interaction how much how inexperienced i still am and Um, and anyone can go into the emergency department for anything. Exactly. Right? So you're talking an infinite amount of things you can see in the emergency department. Exactly. And um, and to them, it's an emergency. So it's like kind of a tense, for the most part, it's kind of a tense situation. The person is usually in pain or uncomfortable or really sick. Um, and you have to be really very efficient, um, but at the same time, like very thorough. Um and so, with e- I don't know, with each uh, shift that I get done with, it's just like there's so many things that I still feel like I have to learn, so many things that I still have to get better at, so many ways, so many, uh, so much more room for improvement with efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like after every shift, even if I'm getting a little bit better, I feel like there's still so much uh, for me to improve on, which is true. I mean... So is we it, barely started this. You know, the inexperience, you're acknowledging it. Yep. Is it overwhelming? Is that what you're saying? Like, um, or it's getting you down or that was just what was on your mind this week? Uh, I think, I think it was like a little bit stressful at first, um, before I really acknowledged it. Cause it was more, 
Without any reflection, it was more. I had more of a feeling like I'm bad at this. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but upon reflecting on it, it was like, I. It is just an experience. I'm. I. This is practice. This is part of my training. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good at this yet, and I'm not supposed to be good at it because I don't have that experience. Um, so just. I think for me, after the first few shifts, it was important to kind of reorient myself to that. Reframe that. Reframe. I'm proud of you, dude. That's a that's a hard thing to do. Nice job. Yeah, and I have so, you know, I've done maybe like five or six Mm -hmm. emergency room shifts. I've done what nine or ten, maybe Mm. twenty. I don't know. I lose count. All right. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, over this time. The amount of respect that I have for everybody that works in the emergency department, docs, nurses, EKG, techs, respiratory therapists, just has skyrocketed. Yeah. I have so much respect for them. It's so impressive, the work that they do. Um, just bringing some calm and order and, uh, you know, treatment into such a chaotic, stressful situation for people that are going through a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's amazing. Hats uh, off to those guys. I completely agree with whatever everything you're saying. So last night, um, I saw like a nosebleed, right? My first nosebleed, and there is mm. there is like some procedures you can do for the nosebleed, right? And uh, the the emergency room doc is teaching me this, right? It's like okay. okay, so this is what you do, this is what you do, and I was thinking how great it would be if I could practice that in the next couple of shifts, right? Yeah, but most likely I won't see another nosebleed because nothing's repeated almost so far, right? Right, except right. Except for the old person who falls and breaks their hip, I've seen that a couple times. Oh, that's too bad. Um, they, but that's the same thing, right? There's just an infinite amount of things that can go. It go. could be anything. So I saw a, bu- a bunch of things, and and the the doc was so kind, teaching me like all the details, like I was going to do it for the next patient. Mm. Um, and I'd love, I hope for that opportunity, but I probably. Most likely, it probably won't happen, right? I mean, I mean, how many shifts do you have left? 10, 20, 10, 20 30. I, you never know. know. I lose count. <laughs> You've been working hard. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's the, like maybe the, it feels so inexperienced because that's the nature of the emergency department. Yeah. So I hear you on that. Yeah. Um, but it's incredible. The doc I did, or I was working with yesterday, did like knew exactly what to do for five completely different things, right? Completely different diagnoses. Yeah. And I just thought that was cool. Like, wow, you can kind of handle anything. Yeah, they they truly it seems can. like it. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Uh and apparently emergency medicine is like a relatively new specialty. Like it used to just be your hospitalist docs. I don't know. Fan uh, listeners, if this is wrong or something, hit us up. Hit us up, becoming a doctorpod.com. Please correct me. It used to just be like hospital docs, family med docs um, would staff the emergency room. Like they would have a shift every so often. And can you imagine? No. You're going about your day. Bah, 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 you're seeing some, like your family med doc, you're seeing some. I'm doing my some straps, Medicare. Some Medicare straps. Yep. Maybe delivering a couple babies. Yeah. And then you're in the emergency room for eight hours. <laughs> People are coming in. For everything. For everything. And it's like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Some people are dying. Some people are fine. You got to figure out what to do for did, everybody. Did one of your residents tell you that this was relatively new? I hadn't heard that. Uh, No. They did not tell me that. Is it? Maybe I don't know. You're on your computer. Google it. I'm when not did... really on my computer. Oh, okay. It's just sitting over there. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, if it is new, thank God, because it definitely needs a specialty for, for sure. emergency medicine. For right, absolutely. Thank the Lord. Anyway, so that was that segment. Yeah. Inexperience. Inexperience in med school. <sighs> it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. It's about reframing. So I'm proud of you for doing that. I mean, yeah, we're here to get that experience. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, so let's move on to our next segment here. This is everybody's favorite segment, Kevin's Corner. Yeah! Oh, Jesus. That was went so loud. The children are excited for Kevin's Corner. <laughs> children love him. Uh, okay, so. Kevin's Corner. Uh, I was thinking about Kevin's Corner this week. What should I talk about? Um, 
I don't know if I've necessarily dived into alcohol use disorder and oh. my history of <laughs> Thank Whoops, you. That was wrong. <laughs> well, that is a good answer. I, I guess that fits. I don't know. Whoops. Uh, you know that I uh, that I have alcohol use disorder. Yes. Um, I have a history of DWIs, unfortunately, the dumbest things I've done in my life. Yeah. It was a time in my life, right, when I was over drinking a lot mm-hmm. and putting myself in very reckless and stupid situations. Yep. Um, and I'm going to segue to a different topic. But before I did, I wanted to look up the definition of alcohol use disorder. Do you know the definition? Um, no. I would say somebody who uses alcohol to a point where it interferes with their well-being, their activities of daily life. Pretty good. Pretty close, dude. Problematic pattern of alcohol use leading to clinically significant impairment or distress. Hmm. So like like you're saying, interfering with life or what's going on. As manifested by at least two of the following occurring within a 12-month period. Okay. So when I'm going to read through these, keep in mind your average undergrad. I'm keeping him in mind. Now, thankfully... The DSM five that does some of these these diagnoses. Sure, they also have binge drinking as as a as a DSM five. So gotcha. you know, you think about the undergrad, you think about the binge drinking. Yes, but still think about the, the classic undergrad one. This is for alcohol use disorder. At least two of the following within a twelve month period. Number one, alcohol is often taken in larger amounts or over a longer period than was intended. Okay. Number two, there is a persistent desire or unsuccessful efforts to cut down or control alcohol use. Okay. Three, a great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to obtain alcohol, use alcohol, or recover from its effects. Hmm. That was for sure, Kevin, of the old days, like drinking a lot and then recovering a lot, right? Just like sure. wasting your time, you know? Right. Four, craving or a strong desire or urge to use alcohol. Cravings. Uh, five, recurrent alcohol use resulting in a failure to fulfill major role obligations at work, school, or home. Um, for example, being arrested for DWI interferes with your work, school, or home. Yeah, right? tough, to, tough to be at work if you're... Yeah, in jail, right, for sure. Six, continued alcohol use despite having persistent or recurrent social or interpersonal problems. Seven, important social, occupational, or recreational activities are given up or reduced because of alcohol use. I'm going to start rolling through these. Okay. Eight, recurrent alcohol use in situations when it's physically hazardous. There you go. That's like drinking and driving. Yep. To the easy one. Uh, Nine, alcohol use is continued despite knowledge of having a persistent or recurrent physical or physiological problem that is likely to have been caused or exacerbated by alcohol. That's like somebody with like liver failure. Sure. Continue drinking. Ten, tolerance. Eleven, withdrawal. There you go. Like having mm. tolerance uh, symptoms or withdrawal symptoms. Um, I don't know why there's only 11 because it's... Oh, yeah, it said of the at least two of the following. Those are the 11 okay. criteria. Um, alcohol use disorder. I mean, it's a thing, right? Yes. One in seven Minnesotans have a DWI. Really? I don't know the percentage of, of Americans with alcohol use disorder, mm-hmm. but it's a thing in America. Absolutely. I would say, yeah, it's a huge problem. Um and I said it before, like, I'm thankful to be in med school mm-hmm. and not drinking anymore, right? Like, that's right. a good thing. But what I was going to segue for Kevin's Corner is, when is our caffeine addiction a problem? Because I what? have, like, an addictive personality, right? Uh, clearly, I had an alcohol use disorder. I don't know if that's an addiction or not. Uh-huh. You know, love gambling, you know, <laughs> all kinds of stuff, right? I mean... Okay, but you're not addicted to gambling. Well... It depends on the criteria, right? I've like wasted time gambling, wasted money. Like, I guess. Um, I mean, gambling. Aren't you always wasting time and money if you're gambling? Is that like part of <laughs> not the if deal? You're making money. <laughs> I guess if you're a professional. And I always joke about like having a porn addiction or like a porn problem. Okay, but like I feel like I just have an addictive personality, and we have this coffee set up in our in our kitchen. Yeah, we ha- we we brew up ten cups of coffee or eleven cups of coffee a day for the two of us. Yeah. Then I turn my espresso machine on. Okay. And have like an espresso. And, yep. You know, sounds great so far. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Sign me up. I'm serious. Is, is, is the addiction to caffeine through coffee and espresso just ignored in our culture? Is it a problem for us? Like, when does it become a problem? Well, you just read off the 11 things. <laughs> That's for alcohol use disorder. Yeah, but you would have to imagine that it would be the same for other like drugs. generally. 
use disorder for other drugs. Yeah. Okay. So if caffeine's a drug, is it? I mean, like definitely the, withdrawals. So there's one <laughs> for sure. So it's two out of the eleven. So for we the year. one of the other ten. Yeah. So we have withdrawals for sure. Right? Definitely. Every morning yeah. is a nightmare and over then, here. We're just cranky. Do I spend a lot of time like? acquiring coffee making sure i have my coffee like no <laughs> it's easy we have a coffee it's maker. not hard you're right i get it mailed to me yeah <laughs> that's true you literally said earlier today unlimited coffee isn't this the best as you opened your package i just think it's uh, the kevin's quarter was my, thinking about substance use disorder for alcohol mm. but also it we all like are addicted to caffeine, kind of. Yeah, for sure. Right? And I was looking at the CDC. Guess how many cups they say... No, I'm sorry. The FDA and CDC. Okay. Guess how many cups they say, oh, you should. You have a problem. You should start maybe cha- making changes. Oh, a day? Yeah. Five? Exactly. So oh. they're like, four. Yeah, you're, you're okay. That's no problem. Like, you're not, you're, over, you're not over the caffeine limit. Sure. They say, five? Well, is it, you know, is it screwing up your sleep? Is it screwing up, you right. know, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's shocking to me that I could I'm I need to up my caffeine dose a day. Yeah, I feel like I have one or two a day. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe in like a hundred years, science will look back on like this the, time of human yeah. history and be like, Oh my god, these guys were killing themselves. Like early like, nineteen I mean late nineteen hundreds, early two thousands. Yeah. Right, because like we look back at people just sort of like ripping cigarettes with no filter, yeah, or with a filter. I guess doesn't matter. Yeah, for like you know the last six years, like whatever. Right, sure, it's fine. And so they're gonna be like, oh wow, that guy was having four cups of coffee every day. Yeah. Anyways, Ooh. I'm not gonna change my modification for for caffeine as of now. No, but keep an eye out for those other ten items. When those <laughs> crops up, we might have to revisit. Our coffee usage. You, well, let's lead them off again. Do you? I know you're. you're you give me that look. Like, don't read them off. I. I just. Caffeine is taken in larger amounts or over a longer uh, period than it was intended. No. Okay. Caffeine. Persistent desire. Unsuccessful es- efforts to cut down. No. A great deal of time. Cut up more like. <laughs> Craving or strong desire urge to use caffeine. Not. I mean. Uh, uh, not really. Okay. Maybe we'll put that. We'll <laughs> put that in the maybe. Put that Recurrent the maybe. caffeine use resulting in a failure to fulfill major. No, no. If anything, it helps. I'm looking through. Um, yeah, it's not the rest. It's yeah. not the rest. Tolerance, as defined by either or the following, oh. a, a need for markedly increased amounts of caffeine to achieve the desired effect. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, I guess compared with when I was like a teenager, a markedly diminished effect with continued use of the same amount of caffeine. No. Yeah, you're right. Okay. We're Ooh. safe for now. I was worried. I was worried that we have a caffeine addiction that we need Would, to cut back. I mean, we for sure do have a caffeine addiction. Yeah, because of the withdrawal. Yeah. I One day without caffeine? Yeah. Huge headache. I'm a mess. Yep. Okay. That's Kevin's corner. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we talked that out. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you, you kind of reassured me on it. You're doing fine. Alcohol I mean, use disorder, caffeine use disorder. That's Kevin's corner. Yay. Yeah, and I'm proud of you, man. Uh, conquering your, so far, conquering your alcohol use disorder. <laughs> so far? <laughs> so far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's the worst thing to say anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm very proud of you. You're doing a great job. Uh, and I think you're a great role model. You know, like you're saying, there are so many people that struggle with this. And you're a person who struggled with it and, you know, got through it is now on the other side. Thanks, dude. I mean, I appreciate that. And I and we talked about it before. You uh, have told me that you don't really have a desire to, uh, like, really ever drink again. Like, Right, right. I know right now you're not, you are not, basically not allowed to correct, use alcohol correct. for the next couple of years. But even once that's no longer a thing, you've said... Why would you? Why, w- why would I go back to drinking alcohol? Exactly. That's, that's the thing, right? Yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate Yeah. Look, what a kind, tender moment. I know. Proud of me. So proud. I'm proud of me uh, for being addicted to caffeine, too. Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. Maybe we should... 
Get rid of these coffee machines. Let's just start taking caffeine pills. Way more efficient. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What are we doing? Come on. Uh, it's about the taste, right? Yeah. Ooh. That's what every caffeine addict says. <laughs> it's about the taste. Yeah, we're getting the good stuff. This isn't Folgers. Oh, my gosh. This isn't... Uh, Maybe next Kevin's Corner, I'll just talk about my coffee setup, straight up and down. I feel like we've talked about it. I'm looking at it right now. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. And we get the beans shipped in from a local roaster. It's only a half mile away. Still have to get them shipped, though. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That was a great great topic. I appreciate it. What's next? Okay. So next is our typically our mailbag segment what'd you say it's usually our mailbag segment but what but do we i think the mail the river of mail that's usually flowing through the headquarters has run dry yeah well we didn't get as many letters this week yeah we didn't get any letters this week (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying so we're skipping the mailbag segment i mean unless you got some unless you have some old postcard tucked away somewhere you've been say, holding on to uh you didn't give me time to prepare for that no i don't have any postcards in my pockets right now yeah me neither no emails lined up i mean this this isn't our fault no we I, can't write ourselves I'm mail not, i'm not mad at you that's I'm for not sure mad at you yeah i'm mad <laughs> at our dear listeners the thousands of them yeah what are you guys doing we need you to write in we need engagement um next week i'm sure Maybe they need like a prompt. Um, what's your Wait, favorite color? That doesn't work. They need to send us a question. <laughs> yeah, that's not to talk work, about. Yeah. Now, just regular mail. Yeah, I'm looking at you. You know who you are. Send us some mail. I know that we didn't. You know, we for sure didn't explain something well. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk about something. Didn't mm-hmm. introduce a topic yep. well. Just, just yep. I said Walmart about. employees are unintelligent. Like that. That's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, about that. Was... that. <laughs> That was uh <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. This, po- this podcast is crawling to the end right now. Uh Okay, well that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you to the Vazdevs family always and forever. Yes. Two for one Vazdev today. The best. The best. Really the highlight of the episode. Maybe the only good part. Yeah, for sure. If I was on Mert, I wouldn't listen to a full episode either. I just skip to the, the interviews. Absolutely. That's <laughs> usually what we tell people to do. <laughs> okay. So like we say every week, a bird, a bird in, in the, the hand, hand is worth two in the bush. bush. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>